exciting episode of the Army of Sparks podcast. I am your co-host, Ryan, and with me as always, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, Mr. JD. JD, how you be? Well, Ryan, with, with a heavy heart, I accept those accolades today as I think the originator of that that line, if I'm not mistaken, has shuffled off this mortal coil uh, and gone to meet his reward in, in superstar Billy Graham. And fans out there, wrestling fans uh, of the more modern day, if you think you don't know who Billy Graham is, you do. You just know him as Jesse Ventura or Hulk Hogan or, or someone along those lines uh, because he was the guy that really, if not invented, certainly popularized that sort of shtick. Uh, passing away today, or today, this week at, uh, I believe, 85, did I see? Or 89. It was, it was in his 80s. I didn't realize he had been in the hospital for upwards of four or six months in and out between that and rehab. Um, had a He had had a quite a lengthy uh, stay in the medical facility. Uh, yeah, I know that his wife had reached out, you know, to kind of, you know, he, he had been enjoying poor health for some time. I didn't know it was that extensive, but uh, yeah, I, I'd seen where his wife had reached out for thoughts and prayers and so forth. And so they, those they may have. Um, yeah, Billy, Billy Graham, just, you can't really overstate what a pioneer he was in, in a lot of uh, the pro wrestling world. Um you know, both in his gimmick, his persona, his his uh, his promos, his um, <clears throat> his his preferences in uh, pharmaceuticals, uh, very much a, a, a pioneer in, in a lot of fields. There, seventy nine years old. Is it seventy nine? Uh, okay, I thought it was eighty. Yeah, he is uh, just a few weeks away from his birthday. He was born June seventh, nineteen forty three. Mm. Um, but anyways. Uh, as you said, you cannot. 1943. 43. I thought you said 23. There's a wait a minute. What? 1943. I'm sorry. And I, you may be right. But as you said, uh, you cannot overstate his contributions to the business, of course. Uh, as you stated, a lot of people just went sort of control C, control V on uh, his g
Buddy Rogers, San Martino, Ivan Koloff, Pedro Morales, Stan yeah. Stasiak, Reno again. Well, I mean, if they're all still alive, they'd be dead by now. So old they are. Superstar Billy Graham. But uh, anyways, rest in peace, superstar. Uh, let's uh, let's have one more one more famous uh, long match Broadway with uh, Dusty while you're up there. So there you go. Um, there are. Uh, uh, there, I forget which match this was, but there was one that was out in the stadium. It was Superstar and Dusty Rhodes. It goes for an hour. They just beat the hell out of one another. They're beaten up, bloody, and the time limit is up. Dusty Rhodes get out there. The crowd's all around. Dusty Rhodes mm-hmm. gets to the mic after Billy Graham had just gotten out. I said, Superstar. <laughs> Get your ass back in this ring. Let me <laughs> let me let me whoop your ass some more. <laughs> I traveled so, a long way to whoop your ass. Yeah, and uh, I think I, I remember search me correctly. I want to say he turned right around, got back in there. Yeah. But, uh, out of money, I could I couldn't imagine that. But uh, but anyways, moving on. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Army of Smartness, and of course army of smartness at gmail.com if you have thoughts questions comments whatever slide over and give us that five-star review on apple on uh whatever platform that you have you'll get a shout out on the show if you have any suggestions for us for episodes uh certainly send that in to us today we are going to be discussing backlash 2006 which mm-hmm. of course is the uh one and only appearance of god uh i believe in mm-hmm. the wrestling uh arena on pay-per-view uh, to to well, the ex- well to the extent that uh he's always with us of course but but as an active participant in the match yeah uh so he uh he, he is not uh if that if that is the case then he is uh oh for one and uh well there, there there was the um the vince russo pay-per-view with uh i think it was, was it sunny siaki who else was in this it was a religious based pay-per-view where i believe jesus beat the devil in, in a uh might have been an indian strap match i don't recall uh but hold on let me google that but you, yes. you vamp for a minute so anyway so god uh obviously is uh sean michael's tag team partner but we'll get into that just a, a little bit later uh ring of glory we uh he can get, Worth a Google, kids. But uh, coming up, we've uh, not too far. We've got uh, the Night of Champions coming up. Uh, yeah, and uh, it should be yeah. a it should be a good show. It's actually coming up uh, May twenty seventh, uh, which mm-hmm. would be if you're listening to us today, which is Sunday the twenty first. Yes, we're working on Sunday. Uh, it's actually going to be uh, in Jeddah uh, in Saudi Arabia. Now, and how are they going to fit this many guys into a Volkswagen Jetta to have this match? Yeah, well, I mean, never mind that, but, I mean, they're going to have to drive it over water. Well, you know. I mean. I, the, leave it to the Germans, those wacky Germans. They may have some unthrusty boat uh, Volkswagens out there. It just makes me think of uh, some actress. I forget which one. I want to say yeah, it was maybe Alyssa, Mal- Alyssa Milano. She uh, traded in her Tesla because she could not stand to be uh, associated with what she called a 
dictator communist and then she of course traded it in for a volkswagen um there you go well he was a lot of things but uh, <laughs> com uh communist he was not well uh not only that but volkswagen has a bit of a sordid past with the nazis that's my point yeah, uh, the, the he i was referring to there was the character you may have heard of named uh i want to say ralph hitler is that right do i have ralph right yeah it's uh dolph Dolph. Dolph. Okay. Dolph, well, like, it's Dolph, a, Dolph Ziggler Hitler. As Norman uh, Norm McDonald said, you know, the more I'm not one to talk about people, but the more I learn about this Adolf Hitler fella, the less I like him. <laughs> exactly. And, um, but anyways, so I don't know how we got off on Adolf Hitler, but uh, Superstar Billy Graham. Because, I mean, if it had, had Hitler lived long enough, uh, superstar you know, Billy Graham, my goodness. Yeah, you know, Saudi, loved him. Saudi Arabia, communist Germany, whatever. Uh, wow, those are those are a bunch of unrelated topics. But go ahead. <laughs> and while we're at it, no. Uh, so we've got some early betting odds. I say early. Uh, it seems to a week be before we go. Week before seems to be quite on time, but. Uh, so for the vacant uh, WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. Well, the new. It's not vacant. It's just new. The winner of this match will be created assistant to the regional champion. Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, we've got Seth Rollins coming off as a minus 1,000 favorite over Mr. AJ Styles. <sighs> Who you got in this one? I, I mean, I think you're going to be right. I think it's going to be Seth Rollins. Uh, I personally would pick AJ, uh, although I will say this because I had him and um, Randy Orton, shout out friend of the show, Kyle, Carl, uh, as a, yeah, the two people I think you could have put it on. I will submit Edge would have been a good choice too, but he's not here to uh, defend himself. Uh, he, he made some comment about, well, that would be a good way to go out. You know, I win the belt and then when I lose it, I'm out, you know, which would be a tremendous, tremendous gimmick, I think. And a good run for him, and it would establish the title as being worthwhile and important, and all that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be Seth, um, as much as I would love for it to be AJ. Yeah, I'm going to go with Seth. Uh, I feel like AJ's working a much more limited schedule, and you already have one that works a limited schedule. Um, not that AJ works more than Roman does, but not much. Uh, so I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. Works better one. than Roman does. I'll give you that. Um, I'm going to go Seth Rollins on that one. Uh, singles match. We've got Cody Rhodes being a uh, plus 120 uh, underdog versus Brock Lesnar being minus 160. Who you got? That's interesting because, you know, if they're going to have Cody lose, it's going to have to be some kabuki type stuff uh to use his father's words uh you know the the I just, how many losses can cody sustain before the people just lose confidence in him i mean it's i mean i think they're pretty much there now or close to it now with the uh whole um late unpleasantness at wrestlemania i, I don't know that he can sustain a lot of losses what, what, what so i mean it should be cody but i i can see it being brock what do you think I think it's going to be Brock. I think they're going to have a third match. Uh, mind you, Cody beat Brock in the last one. Uh, I'm aware. So I think that they're... I didn't uh, go back and watch it. 
But yeah, I think that they're going to have a third one. The first match they had was great. I loved it. Um, but uh, I think I think it will be Brock in this one. Uh, now, if, if they're going to have a third match, obviously it'll be Brock. But if this is going to be the end of it, then Cody's probably going to win. But um, I'm betting for a third match, probably at SummerSlam. Um, well, Cody's going to have to win the series. You're right about that. Yeah. And... Uh, up next, we've got an undisputed tag team match. Tag team match. This is uh, undisputedly a tag team match. That's right. But, uh, yeah, we've got Kevin Owens uh, and Sami Zayn, who are the champions, coming off as minus 550 favorites over the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief himself, and Solo Sokoa. Um, I'm going to go with KO and Sami Zayn on this one. Um they Sammy is really losing a lot of steam recently. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that eh, tag teams they should have just been transitional and got it to somebody else and then had a feud with Sammy and KO. But I think at this point now is not the time to do it. I mean if you're if they're gonna make it past one pay-per-view they might as well or excuse me premium live event um i think that they probably need to win this one i, I see a lot of the matches here as setups for SummerSlam. just spoiler alert um so is this the new backlash uh, backlash the new fast lane they were in the having the backlash to SummerSlam. yeah something like that um yeah that's kind of that's kind of what i'm feeling on this one uh what do you think well, I would agree. I mean, you know, if your argument is that Roman doesn't work enough, he's already got two belts, so let's put a couple, a couple more on him. That doesn't really seem to make a whole lot of sense. As, particularly against Sammy and, and Kevin, that's sort of an anti-climax, uh, although I guess Sammy's technically already climaxed. Um, but, the you know... As interesting a visual as it would be for Roman Reigns to walk out with six belts, um, I don't think they really, or excuse me, with four belts, I don't think they really need to do that. And to your point, I think this is leading to a Sammy Kevin feud. I feel like it has to. Um, is this a situation where it also leads to a, an Uso split? You know, where, where you know, one, I, I'm sorry, I can't treat, keep track of which one's which. Um, that's the point with twins. One, you know, turn his back on Sammy at WrestleMania or whatever. Now he can come back and throw a monkey wrench in, in the Tribal Chiefs' plans because he doesn't want to make him make himself look bad for, you know, Roman having something that he that he lost. Uh, I could see that being a storyline. I just don't think that the titles are going to change here, and I'll keep it on uh, Sammy and Owens to, to maybe set that up down the road. To your point, yeah, I could. I think that's where we're at with that one. Um, Only three matches announced? No, there, there's a few more. No, uh, more. All right. Yeah, well, it's there's a there is a few more. There's Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch. Um, I'm actually kind of excited about that. Um, for that, well, yeah, for good good reasons. Um, mm -hmm. So a couple of them at least. Yeah, 
And so I'm going to go with Trish on this one. I think that they're, again, I, I see this as yet another setup for a longer feud. Um, and honestly, Trish is doing good work now. So I'm I'm going to say Trish, uh, Trish uh, takes it over Becky. And um, what uh, what are you feeling on this one? Yeah, I mean, I'll, just to differ, I'll say Becky. Um, I don't know, you know, where I mean, because Becky lost when Trish turned on her, right? Do I have that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, maybe payback time for Becky. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I'll I'll go with that and, and see what happens there. Okay. Uh, we also have uh, Gunther is coming off as a minus two thousand favorite mm. uh, over Mustafa. Ali, who you got? Well, if Guther uh, wins clean, I hope they have some good security to get him out of that Jetta, um, maybe into something sturdier so the uh, the mean streets of Saudi Arabia didn't flip the car over and set him on fire. Uh, I mean, is, is Mustafa Ali held to be sort of a native son over there, or like what, what's the what's his gimmick? Yeah, he's that that's his thing. He, okay. um, so then, you know, Saudi. Okay, Saudi. So yeah, I would say that Guther will win in a kind of a screwy finish. Uh, I think he's actually Pakistani, but some yeah. somewhere over there. Well, I mean, is it like a, a Kofi Kingston thing where the, he was uh, Jamaican there for a while? Well, uh, well, uh, well, I mean, I think he was born in like Chicago or somewhere. Uh, he's, okay. he's he's well, then he's an American. So yeah. well, they, I mean, yeah, he's really American, any, uh, I think he's. Okay, then they really shouldn't have a dog in that particular fight. Should the Saudis says here, um, son of a son of a Pakistani father and an Indian mother. Okay, okay, well, put those two things together, have it born in Chicago, then it's American. So, uh, yeah, no, Guther probably takes it because I, I, you know, they're trying to break all the old records for some reason, or at least a lot of them as many as they can. They broke demolitions record. They broke, uh, you know, they broke. Pedro Morales, right? Um, and Bruno's second run, or they will break Bruno's second run. Anyway, it looks like they have the Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time in their sights uh, for young Gunther. Yeah, uh, Gunther is actually about 110 days short of beating Honky's reign. Okay. Um, so, oh, by the way, uh, I think the connection is here that uh, Mustafa Ali is, is he's uh, Muslim. So, uh, okay. Well, so, uh, Sam, like, Sammy Zane is. So, so is Sammy. Yeah, man. It's not really. Even though he does. All right. I hate to say this, but he does look Irish. He does. Uh, so, uh, if like. There are probably some Irish I, Muslims out got, there. Got, I don't, I don't got, have the pleasure of knowing any, but I'm sure they exist. I've got zero issues, whether or not you're a Muslim, Christian, or whatever. But I, I, will, I will say that that struck me as it, it was a surprise. I would not have. Uh, I would not have guessed that. Um, yeah, had some yeah but he's also uh um ethnically like not libyan lebanese is what i was going for there right yeah, yeah he's not, but, uh, but he's born from in i believe he's quebec. canadian yeah he's born in old quebec yeah but uh anyways yeah, so, that, yeah. so yeah that's going on and i think uh gunther is like i said he's about 110 days short so i'm gonna go with gunther as well um However, there's got to be a title change here somewhere, right? Like they're not going to go through I mean, all the trouble. Have to be. Who has who has the U.S. title? I don't know. 
but yeah, uh, okay. there's well, there's going to be there's that? also there's also going to be Bianca Belair yeah Bianca Belair and Oscar. Um, I'm going to go with Oscar in this one. Okay. Um, taking Jobber to the stars, Oscar. All right, gotcha. Yeah, transitional. Got to get it. Got to get it. Somebody else. I think Bianca's had it for a while. She has uh, had it for a very long time. As a matter of fact, she is the longest reigning African American champion of all time. Okay, like combined reigns or like no, single, one single, single reign. reign. Okay, because I was going to say, A, do they count the rock? And B, if it was cumulative, I don't think she would have passed him yet. Yeah. Although, but, to be fair, that is a deceptively short period in history. The rock was really in, in the company full time for six years. Yeah. I mean, Not there very it. long. Not there long, really, at all. And, uh, you know, Stone Cold really only seven. Uh, so that. It is elongated in memory, but it was really a fairly short amount of time when you think about it. Yeah. But, uh, so what you, what you got on this one? You go on. Uh, no, I'm going to stick with uh, the pride of the University of Tennessee, Bianca Belair. I think she'll be ready for Oscar. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't. Oscar's career to me seems like she jobs to the, the biggest, the bigger star. And, and Bianca is certainly one of the biggest stars they have, regardless of gender or, uh, or academic background. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And uh, that being said, we'll uh, go on to our drum roll, please. main event of the evening we're talking of course about backlash 2006 oh boy um there it was yeah it happened i just say here here's what you want to watch a match um if, there, if i could recommend one match from backwash 2006 it's gonna be shelton benjamin and rvd if i'm gonna re recommend two matches i won't <laughs> uh i don't know the main event i thought was pretty good but uh well because we're on the cusp here we're, we're out of the attitude area era obviously i would argue we're even out of the ruthless aggression era i think that kind of hate to say it kind of died with eddie um you know to me we are well underway with the lol cena wins era of wwe and uh and that would be spoiler alert how, how this goes down yeah, I uh, so this uh, obviously takes place in 2006, uh, specifically April 30th, 2006, in Lexington, Kentucky, at the Rupp Arena. The attendance was 14,000. The buy rate was 273,000. Uh, so good money night, all in all. And the uh, of course, the money wasn't too much of a problem at, during these years, but. Um, yeah, it it just uh well, let's get into it. First matchup is uh Chris Masters versus Carlito. Um yeah, um again, we This certainly happened. Um yeah, no, so again, we've talked about this before. You know, we, we've talked about you know, what do you look for in a good match? What do you look for in a bad match? Uh look this one up for a bad match. 
uh, I say that Masters is just greener than the proverbial pepper tree here. Um, because proverbial mind, he got pepper tree, pepper tree. Okay, yeah, they're, apparently they're green. Well, I heard purple fur, purple fur, purple fur, purple the proverbial pepper tree. That's yeah, right. so bear in mind, Chris Masters is going to be like 22 years old here somewhere along the, that ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he 22, 23 years old. So he was, um, a youngin when he first made his WWE debut and Carlito comes from a wrestling background, but he's still not old. Uh, he's still not old now, but he's not old at this point either. So masters is green and Carlito's not experienced enough to cover for it. There's also some things you just can't cover for like hmm. a cover, for example. Yeah. Um, so masters uh, jumped him at the bell and went, got down on Carlito and Carlito cut him off and went to work on the knee. Uh, Carlito is trying to tell a bit of a story uh, by working the knee um, throughout the match. Um, crowd wasn't really into this and uh, neither was I. Um, a little bit of a boring chant started. Uh, Carlito makes his comeback and uh, this is sort of early er into Carlito's run here. Uh, uh, so it's kind of not decided exactly how everybody feels about him. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just not very good. Carlito what? did a moonsault off the top and masters called him kind of, and ended up hitting him with the back, with the back cracker and using the ropes for the pin. Um, it Melzer gives it a star and a half. I'm going to give it, a quarter star it's just not good so yeah that, that's uh fairly generous I, I i would say um carlito's been in for a while now he came out in june so he's been almost two years on, on the big stage i think um he came out uh in october of 20 2004 i think he didn't he beat cena for the u.s title like his first match i believe so yeah, he did, and then I'm reading it now. But uh, then also he has bodyguard Jesus uh, with the stabbing angle stabbed uh, John Cena in a club. I believe was was the uh, <laughs> the creative there. So it's not necessarily that the crowd doesn't know what to think of Carlito. It's that he's had some really really bad creative, in my my estimation. Um, so yeah, and bro, you gotta at least try to get up from a pin count. Chris Masters, yeah, you know, like the ref counted three, and they just kept, or well, he stopped himself before he could count three, and I had to rewind it and make sure I saw that. I was like, wait a minute, what? Uh, I think it was Kyoto, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, good lord, man. Um, yeah, so thumbs down, thumbs way, 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 way down on this. Both guys would get a lot better. I mean, you got to start somewhere. So I mean, I'm not criticizing for that, but also speaking of got to start somewhere. Maria uh, is 13 doing a backstage interview here, it looks like. <laughs> and uh, Maria Canellis, I think she says the wrong person won. Like, the fans are not sure about uh, Chris Masters beating Carlita or whatever, something like that, uh, in, in the lead into her interview. And it was just awkward. And I watched this pay-per-view back excuse me, a couple of times because we've had some technical difficulties this week getting recorded. 
and every time I'm, I shudder, like it's just secondhand embarrassment, like watching, you know, old family home movies or something. It's really, really bad. Um, again, she would become great, uh, both in that backstage interview role and also as a manager, uh, mostly on the indie scene, but she, she would really come into her own, but man, she ain't there yet, boy. Exactly. And they, um, this is when they're discussing, uh, they being Lita and edge discussing their live sex not, well, their live sex. Uh, live that, sex celebration, yeah. Uh, sex celebration that happened, uh, I believe it was on SmackDown. It was on SmackDown. I just don't remember yeah. if it was before or after this. I think it was, I, I cannot remember if it was before or after. I just remember Ric Flair running out uh, and stopping the fun for everybody. Seems like that would be something that he wouldn't do. Uh, well, I mean, if not if he was involved. He wouldn't, he wouldn't stop it. <laughs> he comes out, starts slapping his elbows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Lita. Let me some, let me some Rick. Never die. In, in this era, uh, if Lita were to get a chest cold, it could have been fatal. Um, the, the the risque outfit she was she was wearing there. Well, the funny thing is, is that we got just the guy that can heal it. More on that later. Here we go. Up next, we got Umanger and Umanger, Mister Flair. Mr. JD, what'd you think? Well, before we get into that, uh, I remember Armando Alejandro Estrada, who was, uh, I guess, putatively Umanger's manager, but really just kind of a ring announcer almost. I remember him being a lot better and more charismatic than this because it just comes back on him in the ring. He doesn't get an entrance uh, after the Maria debacle. And he just introduces Umaga to a... Um, Kind of lukewarm reaction to both him and and his charge here. I did not remember this feud or match at all. So Umaga comes to the ring, Flair comes out. I was like, oh, let's see. He pops the robe off. I was like, yep, red shorts. Okay, Flair's doing the job. And I pointed that out to Abby. He's like, oh, I, I don't remember this at all, but I guarantee you, Flair loses this match. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah, he's wearing his red his red trunks. That always means he loses. Um, and yeah, he does. So. There you go. Uh, Meltzer would say, or is this Meltzer? Who are we talking about? Yes. Yeah, Meltzer would say, I can't believe, I can't get over how weird this feud is. Player had his working book, boots on, though, this evening. Yes, with Umaga. Player cut him off and then goes for figure four. Uh, Umaga kicks him into the post. Crowd is in this more than you'd think they would be. Of course, they just lived through the whole uh, Carlito Masters thing, so they're pretty thirsty crowd out there for something good. Was this in Lexington? This the yes. one in Lexington, yeah, okay, yeah. So it's a, it's an educated uh, wrestling audience. Player's hair's gotten much thinner. Well, come on, Dave, what's, what's the point of that? Um, you think it's thin then, buddy? You think it was thin twenty years ago? <laughs> uh, Umaga hits the diving headbutt, setting up for the Asiatic spike. The I think that should be Asian American Pacific Islander spike. Thank you. Uh, he hits it, and then he won, and that all took about three minutes. Um, so yeah, you know, Flair lost. Um, it just Flair's career for the last couple of years before his run with Sean, his you know actual for real retirement match that he never had another one after, um, was pretty moribund, frankly. Like it just was kind of there. Flair was just kind of there and going through the motions. He's working good matches. Don't get me wrong, but it was just it was off. It wasn't the same. It it was time to go. 
Um, and thank God he, he, he went and we never, ever saw him in a ring ever again. So, yeah, it worked out for everybody. Yeah. Um, Meltzer gave it a star. Um, I'm just not going to rate it out of respect to Ric Flair. Um, and the dearly departed Umanger. And dearly departed Umanger. Um, yeah, Umaga, uh, I know a lot of people talk about him going into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And I say this with all due respect to Umaga and respect to the family and everything. I don't think he's quite there. No. Had he lived, had he lived, yes. Uh, Possibly, if, yeah. If he was still with us today, yeah, probably. Uh, but I, I just thought that it was so short lived um, for him. And I, he didn't have that many years in, not to, not in WWE, anyways. Um, so yeah, I it's, I don't think he's Hall of Fame material. I mean, and it sounds mean to say that, but you got to draw a line somewhere. You can't just let everybody in, or else the whole exercise loses credibility. Yeah, whatever it, it, credibility it has. I mean, we're talking. So he gets into the business in two thousand one and dies in two thousand nine when he's on the Indies. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just uh, unfortunately it it uh, I don't think that he's quite gotten to that level, but he was ex- supremely talented. Oh, and excellent talent! You can't you can't help if you're a member of that family. Of course, talking about the Anawais, um, you are going to be supremely talented, and you're going to be a wrestler, or um, or nothing else. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, well, you can be two things: you can be a wrestler or a disappointment. Exactly. So, uh, up next is a uh, backstage segment with Shane and Vince, who is uh, flexing and ranting about his guns, and. Uh, Meltzer says that he can actually see him behaving like this in real life. I don't know about that. Uh, could definitely see him flexing a lot and uh, something to that effect. And he tells Shane to uh, leave God to him. Uh, and Shane, of course, says, oh, he's all yours. Ben said there isn't th- anything God could do that he couldn't. For example, he said he then pour- he pours... Uh, out Shane's water and walked on it. <laughs> There's more. Uh, he had a loaf of bread and a fish. Uh, he threw them off screen, said, wait a second. And then folks off screen started throwing bread and fish at him. Uh, he grabbed a fish and threw it in a holy mackerel. And excuse me, threw in a holy mackerel. And uh, this was Vince at his absolute goofiest, according to Meltzer. That's probably a pretty accurate statement. Uh, I think it's a fairly generous statement. He, he's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of Eric. Vince has always been an over actor. I think he really sells. Uh, and I think this one, he might just go a bit overboard. Uh, well, the whole thing is a bit overboard. I mean, I'm it, watching it. It was, po- it was the goofiest. It was the most, uh, it was the most, things to do it was the most uh uh craziest little promo that he had until later in the evening uh we'll talk about that later so uh we must um yeah the thing is you know i'm not i'm not trying to clutch my pearls here or anything like this but this is just in such not only poor taste it's just bad like you can be in poor taste and still be funny 
But this is like I'm watching it. Who is this for? Oh, right. It's for Vince. This is for an audience of one. Vince thinks this is hilarious, and so we're going to do it. Uh, Shawn Michaels, of course, had a very public uh, conversion experience, or the experience was private, but uh, had been very public about his conversion experience since his return to WWE a couple years prior here, which is all well and good. Uh, you know, not slighting anybody for that, obviously. But, you know, the the, the angle of Vince versus God more broadly uh, and then also in this particular match, Vince and Shane versus Sean and God. Is, what is the payoff? What, why is that? Why is this? Let's put it that way. Um, so anyway, I, I'm rambling now, but yeah, this was really bad. Um, Mickey James versus Trish for the women's title up next. Raw rolls on. So we got Mickey James versus Trish for the women's title. Gosh, this happened in 2006, and Trish mm-hmm. isn't main eventing or not headlining, we'll say, mm-hmm. uh, a, a premium live event this weekend. We're talking, what, 17 years? 17 years later. Good gosh. Way to go, Trish. Yeah. And um, good for all of us. Meltzer uh, says that Trish was wearing her best outfit ever, the skin color spandex. Um, no, lies de- you? no lies detected. And the 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 lie detector test proved that that was true. Thanks, Maury. I don't get the. uh, He says I don't think she's getting booed this evening. I don't believe uh, either one of these ladies are getting booed. Uh, And when comparing apples to apples here, uh, and Meltzer seems to really have it out for Trish on this one. So a whole lot of rapey stuff um, in this uh, review. Well, say again, what? What's that? Say again, do what? Hey, uh, I'll 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 edit that out. That's not rapey stuff. But uh, yeah, Meltzer is uh, has taken quite a quite a liking to Trish on this one. So, um, not a good match, but it didn't have to be. Uh, So, yeah, it uh, ended in a DQ. Uh, They kept. Going on for two minutes or so, Mickey Clockner was something and got DQ'd. Uh, Melser doesn't isn't really uh, talking about anything other than the way Trish looks. So, um, so we'll uh, just the way she looks. She, uh, anyways, or Trish. So, well, I mean, the- and, you know, it, it's hard to be difficult to be hard on Trish because this was during the era when she was trying her best to get better. And got a lot better. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, her work with Lita obviously was a big step in that direction. Mickey James is also brought in to help her out, as was Gail Kim. And between those three ladies, she did a fine job of becoming a very, very good wrestler. So I'm not going to give Trita, uh, Trita, Trish any uh, side eye here. I mean, you know, it, I think she did a good job. And um, Mickey James, of course, is a hell of a worker herself. So yeah, Dave can just be weird somewhere else. Yeah, uh, kind of a creepy review. Anyways, up next we got uh oh, there's a uh, backstage segment segment between where 13 year old Maria interviews uh 89 mm-hmm. year old Shawn Michaels. There you go. And asks asked uh, Shawn Michaels about whether or not God was going to show up. Uh, 
well, he wasn't there five minutes ago. And Sean said the Lord was always with him, but the reality was that yes, it is a handicap match tonight. Um, gee, thanks for that clarification. And, and Vince, uh, he says Vince found out he can't hang one-on-one. So tonight he was getting help from, uh, Shane McMahon. I didn't know Shane's middle name was Brandon. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, well, that's, that's the case. And uh, the McMahons will be brought to their knees, so saith the Sean. And uh, he said, you never know. Uh, when it was over, he might have Vince crying out to God, or maybe not. So. Yeah, let's just get through this, guys. Oh, let's just, this, is, this is sort of cringe to talk about. I don't, I'm well, very... It's just bad. Like, there, it, it's insulting. But also, it's just bad. Again, you can be edgy if you want to be. If you want to be edgy, that's fine. But be good, be good, edgy. This is bad, edgy. Like this is just not even edgy. This is like thirteen-year-old on four chan edgy. This is awful. So anyway, here we go. Yeah, up next we got uh, RVD and uh, Mr. Shelton Benjamin. In the words of Jim Cornette, they stole the show, but it was petty theft. Uh, um, for yeah, we got the. I'm not a fan of this, but we have the Intercontinental Championship currently held by Shelton against the Money in the Bank case held by RVD. So if RVD were to lose, he loses his Money in the Bank case. Now, I, you won it at the match. You already have it. It's not a championship to be passed around. Anyway, are you going to have a Royal Rumble winner? You know, lose it. Well, actually, you know what? Yeah, they did that with Ray Mysterio and Randy Orton. So never mind. Moving on. Um. Crowd was chanting Mama's Boy at Shelton uh, due to the uh, you know, the previous character of Shelton Benjamin's mama that was always hanging around and stopping him from doing stupid stuff. <laughs> uh, a few later, a little later, some guys chanted, we want Mama. RVD runs wild a bit early, then Shelton gets a uh, big heat with the sunset flip over the top rope and powerbombing Rob to the floor, which, yeah, that looked, that looked rough. Uh, I wonder which match will have the time added to it to make up for the time lost in the Trish match. I hope she just popped the shoulder out and we can be popped right back in. Okay, dude, we're talking it's a different match now. Move on from Trish. Jesus. Uh, match very slow in the middle. I didn't find that to be the case. Shelton is totally miscast as a heel. I also I take issue with all of this. Shelton can do whatever you need him to. He he was not great on the mic, but in the ring, he can work however you need him to work. He, I think Shelton is one of the over, I don't want to say underrated because people talk about him very Highly, and then they should. One of the most underutilized talents, maybe, uh, in, in his original WWE run. Um, yeah, he, this is a guy I think should have been world champion. Anyway, um, his best stuff, stuff sets him apart, is his athletic high spots, and that's the sort of thing he should do as a babyface. Nah, nah, Dave. I mean, you can do that as a heel, too. If you, It's all in how you present it. I'm just going to skip through some of this. Shelton slammed uh, RVD twice, and RVD said, and I quote, Oh, okay. Well, that's something he would say in a wrestling match. That's fine. RVD goes up top. Shelton does a running vertical leap into a superplex. Van Dam kicked him right in the face and then made a big comeback. A lot of near falls towards the end. Uh, goes up for the top rope for the uh, frog splash, does Van Dam, but missed. Shelton makes the cover. RVD gets foot on the ropes. Um, Shelton goes for the high cross body, but RVD rolls it through for a near fall. Van Dam. It's a uh, Van Daminator using the briefcase. And then the five-star frog splash for the pin. Very good. Very good. Um, so, yeah, very good match. 
definitely the one to watch if you find yourself watching Backlash uh, 2006. What do you think? I liked it. Uh, as you said, Shelton Benjamin is one of the best in-ring talents mm-hmm. uh, to ever come through, really. Uh, in Fantastic. WWE. He looks exactly the same now as he does there. Exactly. He, he, yeah. Follow that man's genetics up. Kind of a shame uh, he never got a WWE run, uh, title run. And I, I felt like if you could have just put him with Heyman or somebody, mm-hmm. boom, there you go. Yeah, uh, the decline of the uh, the manager has cost more guys their careers than I think we really appreciate. Yeah. I really sort of miss the idea of the manager being the figurehead of the faction, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like uh, Bobby Heenan's, the Heenan family. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Hart with his da- various folks. The, da- the Dangerous Alliance. I mean, sure. um, I don't know. It was just all more of a, more of a, if you got a mouthpiece and you get all these people together and they're, they're your minions, I don't know. Uh, to me, I, I would like to see that done more these mm-hmm. days. I, I know that AEW I is it done well. Yeah, uh, AEW is trying to do that a bit. Again, um, I said done well. And so, I don't I don't know of any manager out there currently. You know the uh, oh, what was the uh, what's the guy's uh, the black guy's name? The, MVP. The, the the little guy. Oh, oh, Leo Rush. Leo Rush. Yeah, he was. Oh, he should have been a manager, God. man. Yes. Well, I mean, the guy can with... go in the ring too, but it, it's the 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 mouthpiece though. Well, Enzo Amore is the same way. I mean, Enzo. we the reason we don't have managers, we haven't been develop, developing them for the past twenty five years. So, I mean, we it's going to be some time before to to actually develop some before we have some to use, and that's the thing. the The manager has kind of been sidelined for a long time now. And not just the manager of a faction, but the manager of a stable. And what I mean by that is wrestlers who may not really have any relationship to each other apart from being um, represented by or seconded by the same manager. To your point about Bobby Heenan, he did that with the the Bobby Heenan family. Um, Jimmy Hart would do that. If you look at the mid to late 80s WWF, half the freaking heels are managed by Jimmy Hart. Yeah, and they they have no other relation to each other other than being managed by Jimmy Hart. Yeah, um, which is fine, but he can speak for all of them, and I think that's something that is really missing now. And hopefully, a seed's been planted here recently on uh, on WWE television where the Gunther Heyman situation happening. That that could be good. That could be fruitful. I, I you know I think we could have gotten a lot more mileage out of Claudio Castagnoli with, with a manager. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he could do everything in the ring, but was not a strong promo. But again, use the fact that he speaks five different languages. Just have him cut a promo in a different language every week, except English. That's so much heat. That'd be so great. But they exactly. don't do things that are good. So, moving on from that. Um, <laughs> show cuts a uh, funny promo about Kane. Said, yay, Kane had a movie coming out. Uh, and said, I was in Waterboy. Yes, he was. Captain Insano. They didn't run around out like an idiot. Well, uh, have you seen the movie? Yeah, you, you, have you paid attention? Well, also, not only that, he was, I don't know why he didn't bring up the fact he was in Jingle All the Way. Damn it. Come on. We're going to yeah. forget about this this part of Big Show's career. Um, halls, bub. Halls, bub. Loved it. Oh, man. That's such a great. 
that's a forgotten classic. We'll, we'll do forgotten classic movie uh, Christmas movies later on, maybe. Um, so you can give a shit what May 19th was. There you go. Last week, Kane stepped over the line. Tonight, it will be an eye or an eye. But because he's referencing, I believe the Kane's movie was called See No Evil. Yeah, right? have you have you seen See No Evil? I think I saw it when it first came out. I don't remember anything about it other than it exists and Kane was in it. Actually, not bad. Is it he like threw a hook or something? Like yeah. how did he kill those people? He like threw like a throwing hook of some description. Um like oh gosh, it's been a been a minute since I've seen it. Personally, I thought the hook killer had been done better. With the I know what you did last summer uh, film, mainly because of the presence of uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, I thought that See No Evil had a disturbing lack of Jennifer Love Hewitt, um, and therefore was an inferior product to I know what you did last summer. Yeah, he's a. Uh, it was a. It was a pretty decent horror flick. I, I, I remember it not being bad. I just don't remember it being like remarkable. You know what I mean. You know, it had a budget of eight million dollars and made eighteen point six at the box hey, office. So that's a success. Look right? at him. Look at him. Doubling a modest the money. success. Look at him doubling the money. He's a mo- he he's a minor star. If he were to show up, it could cause a minor stir. And uh, I I think that um, well for horror flicks, I mean that's generally roundabout what they're going to make if they're if they are successful. Right. So. Well, yeah, because you can make horror on the cheap. Just don't like anything. Um, yeah, it, it, it comedies and uh horror movies tend to be the, the things you can make fairly uh economically, yeah. All right, so moving on to the match with Kane and Big Show, um, show is absolutely giant, yeah. Show is heavy here. I noticed that uh, as he came out, he, he has gained a lot of weight uh, at this point, he's got to be north of four spins here. Maybe close to the actual billing weight of 500. Uh, Kane works his shoulder, even though, yeah, if we we're going to tie in with the movie thematically, he should be working the eye, but it's, it's fine. Um, you know, Kane, why is Kane working a body part? Um, they said it was his choke slam arm. It, it's weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's happening with this. Uh, show finally catches uh, Kane on a high cross attempt. And then throws him with an SOS, uh, hits some butt spots, uh, clothesline, blah, 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 big man lumber match. Um, went for, goes for a choke slam and fails due to uh, Kane working over the body part. So that should answer your question there, uh, uh, Meltzer. Uh, match is not good. It's really not good. Um, Kane, they exchange threatening each other's eyes, which is just odd. Um, it's just, the lights go out, and it's like this red light shining down on Kane, and he has some sort of a conniption fit, hearing voices that the audience can can hear. You know, Jim Ross says he can't explain what's happening. Well, you can hear it over the loudspeaker, right? Like, couldn't you? Wasn't there kind of there, – there was noise coming through the speakers. I wasn't – I'll be honest with you, I wasn't 100% paying attention at this point. But the show acts like he can't hear it or see the lights, I guess? I don't – the the – Stretching the uh, the the disbelief here, the suspension of disbelief, well past its breaking point. Like this just makes no sense. It's you know the Bray Wyatt bug and worm match, you know, ten years prior to it happening. It's it's not it's bad. Is what I'm telling you. It's it's bad. It's bad. I'm gonna say uh, thumbs down. Yeah, this one was much scarier than See No Evil. Um, 
And so, you know, it's more Evil, likely to give you nightmares. I'll say that. And so, you know, Evil was uh, actually decent in this, uh, in no way, shape, or form. Uh, the big, that big boot missed him by a good solid half mile. Um, yeah, just not good for some reason that I can't. What's your favorite big show match? Uh, the one with the, um, no, not that one, the other one. Um, but I mean, again, I think that's an unfair assessment. I don't think anyone's ever going to call Big Show a good wrestler because he doesn't have to be. He's an attraction. The problem with him is they overused him and they booked him to switch from babyface to heel so many times it didn't make any difference anymore. Um, so, yeah, no. That kind of a question to me is silly because he's not going to have great matches. He's just not. He He can hold his end. You know, but they stick him in stupid gimmick stuff like the sumo match or the uh, Floyd Mayweather match or you yeah, know, I don't the... I don't necessarily care for his overall matches, but I do he does have some cool moments. Sure, in, that yeah matches absolutely uh, because it, it is such a visual game with him. Uh, same with you know uh, the great Kali, awful, awful, but. He is a ginormous oh, individual. I mean, you've he seen is an him. Impressive man to see him in person. You, you've seen you've seen him in person. I mean, I have just... seen him in person, and like the motherfucker looking at the middle rope while standing on the floor, like <laughs> it's just. I did not appreciate how big he was until I saw him in person, and like you know, from ten feet away, because I think we're on like the third row. And just a massive human being. Like he was wrestling Batista, and you didn't even notice Batista's size because of Colleen. Batista's a large man himself. Yeah. Batista is nothing to nothing to scoff at. I mean, he's not, not a slight fellow. No, not at all. It certainly wasn't in 2007 or eight. You have to ask for him to show Will. Um because he was but, over he, me. but anywho, he's just a, a just such a uh huge individual i mean kane is as well but uh i mean i've i've seen i've seen a few people that are at kane's height uh one of which was tyler Maine at the freaking comic-con that we went to Mm -hmm. and i mean that is a big sob it's just like like standing sitting down he's almost my height (laughs) you know yeah um well, I used yeah, to play I, Pathfinder with a guy named Frank, who nice guy. He he was like six eleven, something like that. Jesus, I, it didn't have any kind of physique to speak of. Obviously, he wasn't like fat or anything, but he just wasn't just a big old know, boy. He, he just 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 tall, just really tall. I actually knew a woman who I think was six nine or six ten. It's very pretty, but like it's just <laughs> man, I can't like she had perfected the art of kind of crouching when you took a picture with her, um, so you wouldn't notice the the height disparity. But yeah, she was um, very nice. Um, an attorney, in fact, a, a, com- a not comrade, but well, a colleague. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, she was like super tall as well. So, yeah, it's and colleagues past all of that is my point. Like he is insane to behold. Yeah, and uh, you, you know what I'm going to say that this might be my favorite part of the part of the night. Uh, it's when, uh, of course. Candace uh, meets with Vince and indicates that she has a bad chest cold. 
and was mm. hoping he'd lay hands on her. Um, I wonder who wrote this. <laughs> you know, Vince is over here just having a ball writing all this. Like he's, oh, he's balling all right. He just, uh, well, anyways, he put his hand on her head, but she said no. I have a chest cold. So he tried her shoulders. She said higher. Uh, well, actually lower. But So he put his hands under her armpits. Somehow, this caused her to break out into ecstasies, as Meltzer mm-hmm. puts it. Uh, it looks strikingly similar to something. And Shane walked in. Of course, at this point, uh, Vince has... Candace down on the couch with his hands on her armpits. And, uh, well, Vince is a man of very specific fetishes. Shane walks in and says, I'm healing Candace or Vince says that Vince, uh, Shane responds with heal Candace later. And, uh, Vince wanted to finish healing her, but was forced to leave and was pissed about it. And I think I would be too. Um, Anyways, <laughs> Ross, uh, Jim Ross, not a fan of this. I don't think he was, I think he's given a, done a few shoots on this and said, uh, he literally was not a fan of this, uh, the whole yeah. gimmick. And, and honestly, uh, I'm not either. No one was no, this is an audience of one. This is, I, this is peak Vince. I have no competition. I can literally do what I want. And this is what he wanted to do. Okay, you know, Meltzer talks about how much time do they lose in the trash match. How much time was lost on this crap? This could have gone and no one would have missed it, except Vince. Yeah. Well, and this is sort of the uh, the reason that I wanted to watch this pay-per-view. So we've got a tag team match up next. Play it. With Vince and Shane McMahon versus Shawn Michaels and God. God almighty. Shawn Michaels at this point in his career is a born again Christian. And for some reason, Vince thinks it's a good idea to have a match with God. Hmm. And what, how bad does it look to say that this might not be Vince's worst idea? It's gotta be one of them. (laughs) I understand that, but this is not, one of the many incest angles he's allegedly pitched over the years. So So at least there's that. Well, God makes his entrance here. Um, The lights went out and the harps play and a spotlight appears. And I guess God is the spotlight and the spotlight makes its way down to the ring. Um, even uh, looks like the spotlight was going to uh, actually walk up to the steps and <laughs> instead of floating, you know, suppose as the all uh, omnipotent uh, individual uh, God is. Uh, so Vince uh, in his. You're trying to tread carefully here. I understand. You're trying to tread very carefully. Vince and his infinite wisdom uh, demanded that they no longer play that harpy music. He wants to play some hip music. So we are blessed with. um, Somebody call my mama. 
God and uh, Vince dancing to hip hop. Well, it's the somebody call my mama theme. It's just with the the lyrics turned down a little bit. Yeah, that's what it sounded like to me. That's what it was. And uh, <laughs> the crowd went mild for all of this. Uh, it seems in Kentucky they love their Jesus. And yeah, Lexington, Kentucky might not be the place for this. If you're gonna try it. Yeah. Might try it in Seattle or San Francisco somewhere in there. Meltzer finds West. this entertaining. Meltzer uh, got such a potty. He has, he has such a potty mouth on this uh, mm-hmm. review. I don't know. He was having a either a good night or a bad night. I don't yeah. know. Uh, well, I mean, he wanted more Trish. Clearly. Well, Vince, uh, of course, says before this night over, you and God are going straight to hell. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, so Sean Not gets great. down there, um, and Sean, <laughs> there's no good way to explain what's going on here. Um. Anywho, Vince, uh, uh, Sean, and Vince go at it. Sean beat the hell out of both of the guys, and then gave uh, Vince a high cross and. They both went uh, off the ramp through a table. Uh, Vince, uh, always a salesman, uh, and pretty much anything he does, he he can he can take a bump. Uh, Not off a stunner, he can't. Yeah, well, yeah, he probably has the worst bump off stunners ever, like of anybody ever. Yeah. Um, Sean uh, hit his face on the table a couple on, uh, he climbed back up onto the ramp and was met with Shane McMahon chair shot right to the face. Shane went to tend to his dad and Sean, uh, is now bleeding. He's juicing. Uh, Vince McMahon is losing his mind. In my opinion, as Jr. said, <laughs> come on now. Nice of you to notice. It's, it's, you know, this is 2006. We've made oh, it it's been way, lost a long time. Ago. We've we've made it all the way through attitude, brah. He lost a long time ago. Uh, Vince was now on the apron and politely waiting for a tag. Uh, in fact, he was uh, begging for it, uh, even though it's a no holds barred match with no DQ, so he can no just DQs. run in and double. They could be double teaming God all day here. So. Uh, Vince takes off his belt and starts spanking Sean for some reason. And someone out there is uh, having a God tapped out sign. Yeah, that's been up the whole night. I noticed that. <laughs> Vince uh, hit Sean with a can and then grabbed the mic. So what do you think now, God? Look at him. What you going to do about it, God? Come on. Wait a minute. Where the hell are you going? God, come back here, God. Look what you've made in your own image. Look at him. He's a piece of crap. Oh, goodness. And then he tells the audience that God has left the building. And then Sean says, but you haven't. And super kick. Boom. Yes, Vince and Sean caught his foot and uh, went to work. So... Vince was out of position for a flying forearm. Again, he's not really a worker, so he's doing his best here. Um, is he though? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think he is. Um, Sadly, yes, he probably is. 
And anyway, Shane tried to hit Sean with a chair, but Sean moved and Shane, uh, Melser says, killed his own father. Uh, crowd was chanting DX uh, for, uh, after they did the cross chop. And uh, <laughs> crowd also chants, uh, we want ladders. And Sean laid both guys on the table in mid ring. The place was going nuts as he went under the ring to get a ladder. Uh, of course, Sean, famously uh, one of the first people in the company to uh, have a ladder match. Don't let Brett hear you say that. Well, I think his first one was with Brett. Yeah, but Brett claims to have brought the concept to the WF from Canada. Well, yeah, it, it, it was a thing in Stampede. In Stampede, yeah. I don't know if they're the first ones, but that he that's what he, he claims. But... Uh, Big tall ladder. Um, told the ref to hold the ladder as he climbed up top. I noticed that. It's probably a good thing. Um, he turned around and fell off the ladder to the outside. Uh, Spirit Squad, for some reason, come out. and uh, I've so tried Sean, so hard to forget about them. Well, so Sean thought, hey, here they are. Why don't we just uh, commit suicide? And anyways, he... I wiped, thought that when watching the Suicide Squad. The he, Spirit Squad. Sorry. He comes off the uh, ladder, wipes them all out, and he's... That is, it, now, of of ladders, as far as ladders are concerned, this is definitely one of the taller ones uh, that, you, that I've seen in a ring. Uh, but uh, anyways, that's... Uh, yeah, that's this whole thing. I, I don't I don't know. Um, all five guys uh, got tackled and beat the hell out of him and then threw him into the ring. Crowd was outraged, particularly when they took the ladder apart. They gave Sean the ups-a-daisy through a table. Then Vince crawled up on top and got the pin. That's BS. Uh, Ross screamed and then apologized. Uh, Vince, Shane, and the squad celebrated on the ramp. As Ross said, I'll be damned. He's not the one I'm most worried about. Um, Meltzer loved this one, apparently, and gives it three and three-quarter stars. Um, I do not want to be smoked, uh, so I will not rate it and just say it's bad. There were some fun spots there, but uh, outside of that, hmm. Didn't care for it. What about you, JD? It sucked the end. All right. So going forward, John Cena <laughs> is interviewed about his upcoming match tonight. He mentioned something about death threats, which is which I would say is kind of over the top for WWE presentation, but they did have a guy stab him the prior year or two years prior. Um it was a long time, a long promise. So I assume they added time to it because of the Trish deal. Um well, thank God it wasn't another Vince promo. Vince vignette, I suppose. Vignette McMahon. A segment then aired with Stryker and Eugene, which, again, no one would have missed. I, I, I'm in love with you. I fast-forwarded through this because I don't care. Um, <clears throat> do you want you want to say anything about Eugene and Matt Stryker? <laughs> Other than he pulled out a legit booger and put it in Matt Stryker's mouth? No. Yeah, see, this is the reason I'm glad, glad I fast-forwarded it. Um, they do, like, I, well, I watch wrestling, and I love wrestling, but they do some stuff sometimes, like, 
boogers in the mouth and being spat upon. I don't care what how much money I make. You're not gonna spit on me. You're not putting I'm not a booger spit in my you. mouth. I'm not gonna spit on you. You're not gonna spit on me. And there will be no involvement of boogers, bastion <laughs> or otherwise. Um, like booger. Jesus. I guess uh, that was the previous match, but still. Uh, uh, anyway, it's it's so good. Boogers are, are good. That was a wonderful when when they're on camera. Yeah, it's a real highbrow entertainment. They wonder why they can't couldn't get sponsors. Um, Cena versus Triple H versus Edge for the WWE title. Uh, Edge pretty much powders right out of the gate, and Cena and, and Triple H start wailing on each other. Commence to wailing on each other. Lots of boot. Well, it says lots of boots for Cena as usual. We are already into the girls cheer for Cena, men boo Cena, men cheer for whomever the opponent is. Um, you know, like I said, we're 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 in the land of the Super Cena here. Uh, LOL, Cena wins era of WWE, and that's what happens here. Um, Edge is outside, even though technically it's a sudden death match. I guess he just wants to be within striking distance to come break up a pin. Uh, Hunter goes for a pin, Edge breaks it up, slides back outside, trying to, you know, pick his spots, basically, until his luck finally runs out. And uh, and Cena and Triple H both turn on Edge and start uh, wailing on him. That was, that was, you know, that was fun. Um, Cena with a splash off the top, which is interesting. Um, he tried to five-knuckle shuffle to lead it, or with lead on lead it. Lita low bridged him is the point uh, while he's five knuckle shuffling. Uh, big pop for that, and for Lita in general, is one big pop, and she's going to be all the way out uh, with that top. Edge puts Hunter in a sleeper, then Cena sneaks underneath and drifts him up for a double FU. Bear in mind, this is back when we're still calling it the FU, not the attitude adjustment. So we're not quite to the PG era yet. We're in between the ruthless aggression and PG eras again, the LOL Cena wins era here. Um, Edge wriggles free, spears Cena, who had Hunter on his shoulders. Um, Hunter gets catapulted into the post, and man, did he blade. Whoo! Donning the proverbial crimson mask does Triple H here. He is a bloody mess for the entire rest of the match. And Ryan, have I lost you, or are you just saying really still? There, you, you moved again. All right, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Okay. Um, yeah, so Triple H, like, it's pretty gruesome here. Um, Hunter, <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it, it melts her here, dropping some F-bombs, describing Hunter's bleeding. Edge uh, goes to work on Cena in mid-ring. Uh, Cena cuts him off, puts him in the STFU. Edge almost had the ropes, but Hunter stopped him. Why he would break up a, penny, a, a submission predicament is a, better, a question best left unasked. Um, then Triple H clonks Cena in, in the head with a microphone. Uh, Hunter does a flare flop a little bit later, gets up, grabs a chair, and knocks Edge over the head and maybe into the fifth row uh, over the railing. Cena, uh, Edge gets back into the ring. Cena does a drop toe hold to, uh, to this was, um, swear to God, Dave, you got three people in the match. You can't use pronouns, buddy. You're killing me. Triple H gets back in the ring. See the drop hold, drop toe holds him into an STF, reminiscent, um, except for this was with a good submission. 
uh, reminiscent of the Austin Brett uh, sharpshooter from WrestleMania 13 with uh, the blood trickling down Stone Cold's face. Um, but that was a good submission. This is the STFU. Um, Hunter was the one drenched in blood, though, stuck in the submission and not quitting. T's passing out. Then he got the ropes, stumbled backwards. Cena goes for the FU, but Hunter slips out to, to put it into a pedigree. Cena rolls that through. Like, he does actually a pretty cool little um, leg kick and rolls through back into the STFU. Uh, Edge, by this point, had recovered from his buffeting. So he goes after Cena. And then a uh, ref bump. Yay! Um, Cena sets up for a top rope FU, but Hunter goes underneath and gives them both the electric chair drop. Crowd was hot for that. That speaking of hot, Lita grabs a chair, goes to hit Hunter, but he cuts her off and gives her the old double A spine buster. Yeah, and this was I, I rewound this and showed this to Abby because the way the chair falls out of Lita's hands, he damn near killed her with that uh, spine buster. That. It lands on its edge, I like on its that. side, and he comes so close to almost putting her spine straight across that thing. Yeah, God. Uh, like a few inches off or a few seconds that chair stayed up longer, Lita would be in a damn wheelchair. Uh, that is a scary, scary spot to go back and look at. And it's nothing, nobody did anything wrong. It's just the way the, the chair kind of bounced on the ring. And man, that scared me. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so yeah, so then Hunter goes for the sledgehammer um, and he's drenched in blood still. Edge spears him. All the fans are standing because we know it's about it's coming to the end here. Uh, Edge gets tossed outside. Hunter goes to the pedigree on Cena. Cena sweeps his legs, rolls in the cradle for a clean pin. And Hunter proceeded to bash everyone's brains in with, with, with a sledgehammer. Uh, and so much so that he actually gets his music played uh, as we're going off the air here. Uh, a bunch of crotch chops and everybody's goes home. I don't want to say happy, but less confused than they were after the Vince match. Nice. See, I'll give it a thumbs up. It's it's a it for what it is. It's a good match. Um, but that spot with Lita, man, that was scary. Mm. Yeah, not a not a fan. Um, of of that particular spot, right? Um, but yeah, I I think all in all, I think I was probably about as good as a as any triple threat that I've seen. Um, about as good as it's gonna be, yeah. I think High level uh, workers. Meltzer, of course, loves it. Um, gives it uh, quite four a few stars. stars. Gives it four stars. And uh, four stars, well, I'll go with that. I liked it. Um, you know, I think I think you, you would sort of think that uh, RVD and Shelton Benjamin is the best one there. I think it's a better match. I, I think, yeah. But it's it was, I would say that for me, it's close, but yeah. For a triple threat, this was very good. Yeah. Uh, it's very hard to kind of direct traffic in a triple threat because you're like, well, why is one guy just kind of hanging out by himself? You know, I mean, you wind up with an excess wrestler a lot of the times. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but you have people, you know, going basically getting thrown out of the ring and sleeping for five minutes. Right. It, it just, it's, they have to, generate this this downtime which is awkward at best it's, it's wrestling's tough enough with three people with third well you add another one in there at the same time just makes that much more three people uh, including the referee you mean well i mean i'm, t- I'm talking about competitors right yeah um, 
so but yeah um so folks that was backlash 2006 our lord we and finally savior, did it our lord and savior uh didn't get the didn't get the w um, didn't get his hand raised on that one. Didn't get his hand raised, but though he shall, we shall be at the right hand of him at one point or another. I love it when you quote scripture. Yeah. And uh, anywho, folks, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Army of Smartness. And of course, email us, armyofsmartness at gmail.com. JD, before we sign off, I do want to give a shout out to Boston Pizza. Uh, we had a uh, the reason that we are, uh, well, part one of, of many reason, interrelated reasons, part of the reason uh, that we are recording this on a Sunday when it should have been done on a Tuesday is because we chose to go to trivia at Boston Pizza. It was wrestling trivia. And of course, the Army of Smartness takes the gold uh, on that one. And so I would say that... Uh, I would say that, yeah, nobody else stood a chance, even though it was a small one. Uh, and But Boston Pizza is a very nice place. Uh, yeah, it was so, good pizza. Too. And very, was, uh... very nice, very nice uh, staff. And so give them a shout out. Yeah. Pub Star Trivia, very, always a great one to uh, use here in Savannah. Uh, that's a free plug. No, they're not sponsoring us. Uh, I've got a friend named Kat works works with them. And uh, the guy, Cam, that owns the place is pretty cool too. So. Uh, but anywho, uh, JD, do you have anything else you would like to add? Uh, I would like to not have any more, uh, deities in matches, um, from, from this point on. Yeah. But other than that, so yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. All right. Good. So moved. Well, JD, while I got you up here, yes, sir. I think we need to cover the infamous 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 really clash of champions mm. in which the one and the only shock master Woo, there it is debuts of course i'm talking clash of champions 14 you game well, we also need to go over the uh vignette that set that up because that is really the more uh famous part of the entire Shockmaster experience. Uh, while, but we ha we have been a little bit remiss, though. It, it occurs to me as we sit here. Uh, did we talk about the Saturday Nitro? Uh, I'm sorry, AEW Collision. Uh, that's uh, that's been announced. Uh, we did not. AEW obviously is launching a new uh, show, and their logo. And they ripped off Nitro's whole ass logo. And their logo looks strikingly similar to wcw nitro and um one might even say litigiously similar um but McDiv i mean they themselves but... mcdivitt mcdivitt's gonna love it so uh but anywho yeah it's... i guess that wwe would, would own that intellectual property wouldn't it? one i think the legal term of art might be confusingly similar yeah um i can't believe that they approved it I cannot believe that that made it way made its way through AEW's legal or Turner's legal hell or anybody's legal. Uh, it didn't make it through Army of Smartness's legal. I'll tell you that much right now. No, I looked at it and I said, "Oh, that, that's uh, that's a settlement waiting to happen right there." <laughs> so, however much they get sued for is uh, how much 
or however much they settle for is how much AEW will be bought for by Vince. So there you go. Um, yeah, here's uh, the thing. There's also some CM Punk. I won't know to call it news, but at least rumor uh, out there. So we don't really have time to tackle that right now. We will tackle it uh, coming up this Tuesday's edition. We may the story may have unfolded a little bit more by then. Right now, it's a sort of a a pre-story, if you will. Yeah, of course we're going to talk Clash of Champions fourteen, the infamous debut of the Shock Master. Infamous. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, we'll see how all that goes. And guys, JD, if you have anything else to add. I, will, I rarely do. I will bid our listening audience adieu. Adieu.